When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glasser coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Lakerholics.com. NBA DraftJunkies.com, and of course, the awesome show that you should also hear if you're an NBA Draft aficionado, the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. It is sincerely appreciated. Well, the fun and the suspense and the drama known as the NBA lottery is now over and done with. The dust has settled. Some people are ecstatic at this point in time, although if you're Ben Wallace... You handled it probably as coolly as you can. I Just the way he was handling was awesome. The other individuals involved, I think their memes are going all over Twitter right now because some of them were just the picture of frustration. Picture Swin of Cash. Swin <laughs> Cash was just the, the – that was, that was the best one of all. Swin Cash, the look on her face when she found out she was not going anywhere up – on the draft boards was just truly outstanding. <laughs> so I don't know what she expected. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think she was expecting a lot more, that's for sure. But here with me today to talk about the NBA lottery, the winners and the losers, the ups and downs, and obviously the players involved that could be selected within those picks. is a good man indeed. Plus also, we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of NBA playoff action. Is it Pandemic P? Or playoff P. We'll mm. talk about that coming up as well. It is a good man, though, that's here with me now. You got to catch what he's doing on Mondays and Thursdays on the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. The amazing amount of podcasts he's now on, including Locked On Kings, he just made an appearance on. Of course, last week he made, I think, appearance as well on Chad Ford's podcast. I listened to him, or was that the week before? Man, I've done so many. I know, I did, but I know, I, I, know Chad, I know Chad Ford was on your podcast yeah. this week, last week, last week. I broke it up into two, two episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two, two episodes. So that one, because I heard both of them, and it was very interesting just to get all that and just amazing amount of, of things that he's doing. Catch the Locked On NBA Draft podcast, of course, NBA Draft Junkies dot com, where he's updated kind of his 
mock draft. Just got to change the teams around there. Hint, yeah, hint, I'm, hint. I'm updating it right <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> Not like you have anything else to do, my friend. Plus, I'm on pick said, ten. I'm on yeah. I'm on pick ten right now with the commentary and. I know. That's I, what I, I, I got what four do you think and I, what do you think I was doing last night with my mock draft? I was updating the teams as well. So then, of course, he has planned to not do just 10, not 20, not 50, but 100 is his goal of 100 new prospect videos to show each and every one of you out there on NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube. But it is Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and, of course, the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. And, of course, I didn't even mention Dash Radio. Mm, yeah, you don't gotta mention them. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't mention them too much when we're on either. So, uh, you know, are you on, are you on Dash now? I've been on there for a few months, a couple months now. I think Sunday morning. Okay, so that's probably why I don't mention very much. But yeah, shout out I to see. Dash Radio, anyways. I, I see how you no been, results. my friends? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I'm, how I'm, you been, my friend? I'm doing good. It's been super busy to the point where I'm like, I got to take time out to eat, <laughs> make sure I eat. I know a couple of days ago I had some snacks of peanuts and that's all I had all day. But, you know, I'm just trying to reach my goal. I think I got 90 left, 90 videos left in like 36 or 37 days. And then I'm trying to make sure that I do as many podcast appearances as possible. So I'm just thankful that, you know, how fast things have changed for me over the last couple of, I guess the last year. I mean, I started my podcast in May, so it's only been maybe 14 months. And now I'm doing like two or three podcast appearances a day on top of the ones that I have. So it's it's been really busy, but I'm thankful for it. Don't you remember way back when, when it all started? I, I do. And you know, it's funny. I was cranking out, you know, four or five a week but they were just my own. <laughs> so now uh, I'm, I'm a guest on, on, on different podcasts, but like I said, I enjoy it. Absolutely. And I'm so happy for your success, my friend. It just well-deserved. Nobody works harder in this business than you do. And I just appreciate everything that you do. Obviously when you've got Chad giving you a call, wanting you to be a part of his podcast, uh, where he shoots it out there from Hawaii and obviously him coming on yours, you know, it's a great sign to have all those, uh, obviously the best in, in NBA draft aficionados there. So glad to hear that your success is it's, it's just going and going, but I know, I know I do that every single time you're on now. So it's just, it's just great. It just gets more and more. The resume fills up for you, my friend. Yeah. It's a, uh, like I said, it's, it's a blessing. And when Chad reached out to me, it was kind of like, dang, like, Chad Ford, I mean, I knew we were on the same he's the platform, guru. and he's you know he's like the the godfather, like you know the yeah. guy that started this whole thing. So it's pretty cool. I guess I can I can make it official now. So for Locked On, I'll be doing a live draft show with me and Chad Ford and someone else. But it, it's pretty cool because it will be here in Dallas and we're using like one of the ABC affiliate studios and they're flying Chad here oh, and awesome. somebody else from Boston. And they showed me like a, a, a picture of what the studio looks like. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I wanted to do TV and, uh, but yeah, so here I am, I'll be doing a live draft show and um, 
little pressure because I'm going to have to know, you know, everything when they call the guys. And I, as of now, I think it's going to be the, the full two rounds. So I'm going to have to. Uh, if you're flying Chad Ford out to Dallas, it better be for both rounds. Well, I'm I'm not flying him out. Somebody else. Yeah, is. Well, you know, I mean, you know <laughs> here. That. Yeah. You know, so, but I'm just. But I remember when they did cover he the last time he did it for last year's draft. That was just something he and David Locke did together. Mm-hmm. Just I think on social media, Facebook. Yep. I remember watching the video of that. And this is something obviously they're taking very seriously. And it sounds like that the whole Locked On Network has taken things more seriously when it comes to the NBA draft. Yeah, I'm thankful to be part of the team. I have. You know, my podcast is on Mondays and Thursdays, so I'm twice a week. And, you know, I look at the stats. I'm competitive. I like to see what the downloads are for me and and everyone else. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's driving me to, you know, make sure that I, I uh, continue to try to get the most, most downloads. And so it's kind of like a healthy competition going. And at the end of the day, if – we all step our game up, then it's, it's the best for, for Locked On and more exposure. And so I think after this draft show with, with uh, you know, Chad coming in town and, and all of that and everything that they're doing, I think the Locked On draft, NBA draft team is definitely going to get a lot more exposure. Oh, that's awesome to hear indeed. But I'll tell you what, Rafi, I'm just so happy for you. Again, you're, the stuff that you're doing is just amazing. Obviously, as someone who is a subscriber on YouTube to your channel and someone who is also a follower, in fact, I do go ahead and have it right there on my bullhorn.fm app that comes up right there. Bing, with lets me know every time you come up uh, on, as far as the new show is concerned. So I'm, I'm truly thankful for your success. But I know, as you know, a couple of things have happened in the world of the draft universe in regards to the lottery and also some measurements that came out very uh, you know interesting because i i don't know which one is more interesting is it the lottery or the draft measurements because mm-hmm. there was a fervor you know obviously with the picks and, and the way they fell out but then right after people started going all over the place in fact you were on twitter as well remarking about some of the amazing measurements that were there as far as for and against i know it one in particular that could mean a big rise for Sharif Cooper. Could be no way sport. that's real. No, no way that's real. He grew okay. Four I, inches. I, I, so I, I changed it in my mock to six four because uh, I I know what he what he was with or without shoes. But again, that's subject to change. I, I, it has I, to I be. <laughs> He's like the same size as like Josh Christopher and Jason Preston and James Booknight. I mean, I, I would have thought that he was going to measure out shorter. Like, if you would have told me he measured out at 5'11", 165, I would have believed you. But 6'4", I'm not going for it. <laughs> Great playmaker. I just worry about his shot. That's that's why he's still low on my mock draft, although I do anticipate him rising on mine and a lot of other people's mock drafts because I know he's become a favorite of a lot of analysts such as yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's 6'4", then he's got to consider him a lottery pick. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you on that. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. I know you've been hearing about Manscaped on all those other programs and podcasts. Well, Manscaped and the Hoopheads Podcast Network are working together on something fantastic. And oh my goodness, have we got a deal for you. 
Manscaped.com has just released their wireless, waterproof, and rechargeable Lawnmower 4.0, which offers their trademark skin safe replaceable blades that gets you the ultra close shave exactly where you need it. Head on over to Manscaped.com and choose from the huge list of men's grooming and lifestyle products, including the ultra popular Lawnmower 4.0 Body Groomer, and get 20% off at Manscaped plus free shipping with the promo code FASTBREAK at manscaped.com. That's right, just type in FASTBREAK, all one word at checkout, at Manscaped, and get ready to start looking good this summer from your friends at Manscaped, the Hoopheads Podcast Network, and the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. But my friend, there was the lottery. I mean, again, the measurements seemed almost as interesting as the lottery itself yesterday, but there was a few changes that were made. It wasn't, I think, the big dramatic push I think a lot of people were hoping for. The big movers were, of course, Detroit moving up a spot into the top spot as far as number one. Houston falling down a spot, but saving themselves a top four pick because of, way, of the way it fell and did not have to give it up. Cleveland moved up two spots and Toronto moved up three spots. I think they were probably the biggest winner out of all this. And mm-hmm. as far as what who was the losers, well, I mean, you're talking about the Magic losing two spots, Oklahoma City, which was, I think, counting on a lot of uh, hope that uh, they were going to go ahead and, and land a top four pick, did not do so. So they fell down. And also the Golden State Warriors, they also fell a spot. But your thoughts initially when they fell out, because it, it fell out to – Detroit, Houston, Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando, Oklahoma City, and Golden State. Your thoughts initially on what went on. There's a lot of stuff that's trending right now in regards to that, but I wanted to hear your thoughts personally on what went on with the NBA lottery. Well, the first thing that comes to mind is that I want to say like the last game of the season, if the Thunder would have lost that game, they would have had the same number of ping pong balls as Detroit or something like that. Yeah, Pokushevsky is the name. Poku is the name right now all over the place. A lot of people are blaming him in Oklahoma right now. I mean, but that's what you get for tanking, you know? So (laughs) I'm, uh, you know, the basketball gods say, you know, we're not going to allow you to get this pick. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just... I, uh, I love Pokashevsky. Yeah, so I, I'm, I love I'm, his style. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I was there for his breakout performance in Greece a couple years ago. So, I feel like last year during draft time, I was able to get a lot of, I guess, publicity because I was talking about him first. I want to say, like, I was one of the first to do, like, a, not one... I mean, I'm sure he had other videos out there, but, like, a real NBA draft breakdown on him. I think I did it, like, in... January of 2020. So the draft wasn't until November and his name started buzzing late in the spring. So, um, yeah, I definitely got a lot of views off Pokashevsky. So I always feel like I'm connected to him in, 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 in some way, but, um, yeah, man, he may have cost them, but <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's like, do you take him out? If you take him out, I mean, you're, you're playing him even when he's shooting like 30% from the floor. So, And he was, I know it was mentioned recently that you know, they were talking about if Mobley and Christian Wood get back-to-back. Was it you or someone else mentioned that if, they, 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 if Houston does end up picking Evan Mobley at the number two spot, that he would be part of one of the thinnest yeah, uh, I mentioned, course. Yeah, 
I was thinking mm-hmm. to myself, no, I think Pokashevsky and Moses Brown, I think that was just a little bit thinner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Wood and and, uh, and Mobley might not weigh 500 pounds combined. <laughs> so, I definitely know Moses Brown and Pokashevsky don't weigh 500 pounds. Combined. I think Moses Brown is, he's... 220, 240? Well, he's in Boston now, so... Yeah, he's in Boston <laughs> now, but I'm just saying, uh, yeah. Those two were pretty thin as well. Yeah, yeah, they they definitely were pretty thin. Yeah, but uh, I'll tell you what, you were right up Pokashevsky. I was on early as well. I I was really fascinated by all the things he can do. Plus, he, the fact he's a great playmaker. But yeah, again, like you said, you live by the tank, you die by the tank. And Oklahoma City, unfortunately, well, they've got five hundred picks over the next five years, so they're they're pretty good. Don't don't people don't feel sorry for Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City fans, don't be mad at me. But Oklahoma City, you've got a ton of future. Your future looks really good with all those picks on the way. You think so? I mean, I, we said the same about Boston. And I think Presty's a better GM than, than Ainge. I mean, says the guy that got rid of James Harden. Cause <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right? Not, every, what, did, what did they get from James? the James Harden deal? Like, what? Like, can we name maybe Steven Adams, like Jeremy Lamb? Like, they got nothing. He got fleeced on, on, on that. Okay. Touche. Touche there. I just, Ainge, I've never been high on. I thought he always made mistakes right and left, but even though he did draft Brown and Tatum. But yeah, that's, that's like you said, touche on that one with, with Sam Presti. He's only had one finals appearance, I think, under his regime. So, and he yes. broke it up. Yes, and he broke it up. Yeah, <laughs> it serves him right indeed. But, you know, obviously Detroit is the big winner in all this with, with obviously going to get Cade Cunningham unless something dramatic happens, uh, I, which I don't anticipate happening, right? All appearances are looking at Cade Cunningham for Detroit. Do you mm-hmm. think that's going to be a, a good fit? I mean, you've been high on Killian Hayes, and he mm-hmm. has yet to really break out due to injuries. And he really didn't get a chance to play much in his first year. Do you really see that as a good fit between Killian Hayes and Kate Cunningham? Yeah, I mean, Killian's going to have to fit. I mean, I don't, I don't think in the beginning it will be, um, especially if Kate is going to have the ball in his hands. Killian is going to have to work on, um, you know, catch and shoot. But, you know, he's got plenty of time this summer to work on it and get healthy. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's going to have to fit. If not, then they're going to ship him out of town because – Right now, it looks like, you know, they're going to hand the keys to to Kay, and rightfully so. Jalen Green seems to be rising high on a lot of draft boards. Is he? Do you, do you think he might sneak into that number two spot with, with Houston? I don't know. I mean, that's what I think is going to get interesting because a lot of people have Mobley number two. I have Mobley number two. Um, he was, I mean, he's a great player, does yeah. a lot of great things. But, again, we're living in a different world now in the NBA. Well, I mean, we say that, and, you know, just, what, a year ago, everybody thought Suns made a mistake with Aiton. Yeah. I mean, Jokic won MVP. Embiid, Philly, if if Ben Simmons had a pulse, probably would have won <laughs> that series against the Hawks. So, you know, a lot of people say the center position is dead, but if you if if you can switch out and defend, which I think a lot of scouts like about Mobley is that he can defend um, – yeah, I mean, I think that he can be a, I, mean, I think he can be a piece on the on a competitive team. So, yeah, I mean, you know, what the MVP voting was, what who was number one? What Jokic obviously number two was. Yes. yes. 
So, I mean, we talk about the centers dead and, you know, two to three top MVP votes were from a center. Anthony Davis is a center, no matter how much he tries to fight it. To me, he is a center and the Lakers won a championship with a center. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, and Aiden is showing that, you know, right now he could be the, you know, he could, he could be the future as far as like, or the a top five center in the NBA. I think he's after this postseason, he's going to establish himself in that area. So it's just, I think it may have been too early to say that the, the center position is dead. So I think this helps Mobley. One other thing I want to ask you on this, uh, actually two, two, I should say, and as we discuss the NBA lottery. And once again, I'm with my good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast. He's not just the guy who does the outros to my first commercial. Just wanted to make sure everybody knows that, even though he's on every episode. <laughs> I always do your outros. Our it's first me. Commercial. Yes, that, that is him. But I wanted to ask you this. Cleveland is very intriguing because yeah. if, let's say Evan Mobley gets taken at number two and Cleveland decides to hold on to his pick, doesn't decide to trade up or doesn't decide to trade their pick away for an established player or what have you, it gets very interesting because then it looks most likely they will have to get one of the guards. Jalen Suggs could go for Scotty Barnes. I mean, he's starting to creep up in that top five realm. But Jonathan Kaminga, depending on who you speak up, speak to, is either in that top five or starting to fall out. So most likely it will still be a guard that Cleveland would have to pick. But then again, they have two guards already. What do you anticipate happening if you're Cleveland? That's a tough choice because a lot of people feel like Colin Sexton is a six man anyway, or that's the role that he's best suited for, like the Lou you Williams role. That. But how do you? How do you tell him? a twenty point score in the NBA? Twenty four, yeah, yeah. twenty four. Yeah, I mean, you can say. I mean, I think he's pretty mature, but at the end of the day, you know, how do you tell him? Like you said, um, before hey, his first big contract. Hey, you've done everything here. You've averaged twenty four in your your third year. You've improved as a shooter, but because of your height, we're gonna bring you off the bench for an unproven guy that hasn't done anything yet. So you know, maybe they'll start they'll start him and then bring Jalen Green off the bench. I don't know. I mean, that's gonna be a a, a tough thing for for Larry Drew. But you know, if they end up trading. Colin Sexton, I know some teams would love to have him. And I think he'd be more open to maybe like a six-man type role if he goes to a team like Dallas or, I don't know, you know, one of these teams that that are that have been established as a playoff team. I mean, I think Dallas would be a really good fit for him. Whether he comes off the bench or not, Dallas needs another, another guy that can go out and, and get buckets on his own. But, yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. But I feel like either way with this draft – I mean, there's so many teams that have been bad for for years, and they have a bunch of players that are still in rookie contracts. I feel like you can say the same thing with Orlando. Yeah, they have picks five and eight, and they have two guys that were rookies last year, and Cole Anthony and R.J. Hampton. Then you got Markel Fultz, who you know they just paid. So if you bring in another guard there, you created a logjam. If you draft a wing at five, then what do you, what do you draft at eight? Because if you draft a – I mean, there's not really a center in that range unless you count um, Shingun. 
but you got Wendell Carter and Mo Bamba who are still in their rookie deals. Those are two centers. You got Jonathan Isaac coming back. So it's going to be a lot of redundancy pretty much almost anywhere. That's correct. So it's going to be some very interesting things. And I want to have you come back on in the not too distant future so we can discuss this on one of your many podcast appearances. Hopefully we can arrange that. Definitely look forward to your continued success and your continued updates. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, hoop heads, we all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com, spelled A-R-Y-S-E, and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E.com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. But please, everybody check out NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube, NBADraftJunkies.com. And of course, all the great things that he does at the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast is my good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow. But before we head on out, my friend, I wanted to go ahead and hit you up on this with the NBA playoffs. You spoke about DeAndre Ayton. Obviously, uh, it worked out last night. I mean, he got the lob in from Jay Crowder and can goaltend in that situation because it's coming off an out-of-bounds play. Did you realize that rule? I mean, that's something that a lot of people forget about. No, I didn't realize it until they brought it up today that I guess they called it the Jay Triano play. And he he knew it and it was a play against the Grizzlies. Tyson Chandler had a game with an alley-oop dunk there. So, no, I didn't realize it until, um, you know, obviously during the game. But Oh man, that's a heartbreaking loss for for the Clippers. And you have to wonder, like, did their I don't want to call it luck, but you know, they've been down 0-2 in their first two series. You have to wonder, like, all right, is it gonna finally run out? Cause they I mean, you can say they have some help from the referees there, but I mean they were seconds away from thinking that, you know, we gotta split and to lose that. And then, you know, you gotta wonder about, you know, the mental health of Paul George missing those two free throws. I mean, he's already been, at least in my opinion, unfairly criticized. I mean, I guess because he called himself playoff P if it's a self made self-created nickname, then, you know, you're not going to get a lot of fans for that. I mean, he's played well in the playoffs. He played well without Kawhi and, you know, it's kind of like he silenced everybody. And then now, you know, everybody's gonna yeah, they have their their playoff P jokes, especially Laker fans. I feel like Paul George has received a lot of heat from Laker fans who would have never hated him or never cared about him until he went to the Clippers. Well, I think also as well because he shunned them. We, you know, we talked about his love for LA and same thing with Kawhi. It was always meant or always believed that that love was for the Lakers, but sure enough it turned out otherwise. And I think that's where a lot of the resentment from Lakers fans comes from. And of course, like you said, Lakers fans are not going to give him an inch 
Well, and I thought he had over, I thought he had overcome that too. I was uh, on my recent shows here and I had said that I thought he had overcome that, that pandemic P, but you know, like you said, when he, when he makes those mistakes at the most crucial time, it, it will always come back on him. And you know, what's crazy is I feel like if the Lakers would have handled the Julius Randle situation better a few years ago, Paul George is a Laker. They waited until after all the money dried up to renounce Julius's rights when he thought he was going to get a big payday. Kind of leaves him out with nothing. He ends up signing like a two-year, $18 million deal with the Pelicans. Yes. And him and Paul George have the same agent. So if it's handled a little bit better, then maybe Paul George is a Laker. But either way, the Lakers won a championship. So, yeah. you know, it it's hard to, you know, knock what, what the, the Lakers have done with their, their personnel moves because they got them a championship. So That's true. But unfortunately, our picks didn't work out this year. That number, if you remember our season preview, <laughs> you had picked Brooklyn, I had picked the Lakers, but we had both picked the finals as both of those teams. And uh, they weren't healthy. Yeah, they weren't healthy. And that's <laughs> I all mean, all their guys, all, I mean, all of their guys were hurt except one, yeah. except Durant. So And his shoe size was the only difference there. Uh, oh, yeah, man. And then Joe Harris tell. couldn't buy a basket. Yeah, he had that wide open three where the ball mm-hmm. came right to him. And I was just like, that should have been easy money. But again, those are things that are going to have to be looked at. People go ahead and hopefully we'll get better. Ben Simmons, you know, that's a, obviously a, another thing for another day because, you know, he, what he's going through right now, you got to feel got to be feel bad for the kid. But no, 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 no. He's got to he work. Doesn't you gotta put it. Gotta put it. Gotta put it. This is work in the gym. There, he's got he you know. Yeah, he doesn't work. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because you know I don't want to sound like I'm I'm happy for his failures, but this is one. It of teaches the things, a valuable lesson. Well, for me personally, this is one of the things I predicted and got a hundred percent right five years ago. I had told people that. This, everything that he has going for him is just all natural God-given talent. And um, I, I just was under the impression that he just didn't work, that he felt entitled. And it started with the whole LSU class thing. Like, he was like, I don't need to go to class. I'm only going to be here for one year. And he he just, you know, didn't go to class. And then, you know, he made that whole documentary of painting himself out to be a victim of the NCAA when – He's Australian. He didn't have to go to college. <laughs> like, you know, if you were American, then he would have, but. Just needed to play in the pro league in Australia for a year. Yeah. Or even like Dante Exum didn't do anything. He didn't go yeah. to college. So That's true. he, uh, and they're from the same country. So I feel like he was, I just saw him being entitled. And then I always felt like he was an overrated passer. I thought like he does have the vision, but. His assist numbers are what I call bombs, where it's like he'll have a wide open shot and then he'll throw it to someone that has two guys on them. And if they have two guys on them and they miss, then it doesn't affect his stats. But if they make it, he gets the assist for it. I mean, I saw so many plays. Like, there's one that comes to mind. I'm not even talking about the the wide open dunk attempt, but there's a play early in the game. He drove right, had a wide open layup, and he just kind of, like, handed it off to George Hill, who got fouled. And it's like he just wants to – I felt like he's – if there's a way – I mean, Rondo was criticized for it, but being selfishly unselfish, 
where you're passing up opportunities because you're, you know, you pride yourself on being or one of the league leaders in assists. So you're hunting assists, which sometimes can put your teammates in bad situations. I mean, same thing with like DeAndre Jordan and rebounds. That's why the Mavs got rid of him. He would just stand under the rim so he can collect rebounds and he would not step outside to defend or contest the open shot because he will hope they miss. If they miss and he got the rebound, it padded his stats. If they make it, then, you know, it's like he, he gave up shots. So anyway, I just, I just had this feeling that Ben Simmons was not going to improve, that he was entitled and that he, you know, just wasn't going to work on his game. And he was so set on proving to people like I can win without a jump shot. And then, you know, I finally caught up with him. Yeah. She did the same thing in 2019, like in the, the playoffs first Toronto. Once the games got tight, he stopped running from the ball and he would just stand at the dunker spot. And that's when everybody was kind of like, oh, you know, he's, you know, he's this, he's that. But I feel like he, he let his teammates down. So I really can't feel sorry for him because I just don't think he puts in the work at all. Well, fair enough. A uh, touche on that one, because like you said, last three years in the playoffs, his numbers have gone down and his scoring uh, output is now what from went from 16 to 14 to 12. I think in this year's playoffs, just truly not what you want to get out of an all-star. But yeah, very, again, you don't put the work in the gym. This is what happens. So yeah. hopefully that'll be a lesson out there to all the people and draft choices coming in also to anybody who wants to go ahead and work hard and get into the NBA. But before we hand on out, my friend, and before we give you a chance to go ahead and plug what you're doing at NBA Draft Junkies, just after we're recording this is the Milwaukee and Atlanta, the surprising Atlanta Hawks. Mm-hmm. That series is coming up. Not a lot of people are picking the Hawks yet. Some are starting to warm to them. I'm starting to warm to them. I don't know if they'll win, but they are going to give Milwaukee a test. I'm going to say Milwaukee in seven, but I'm not going to put anything past the Hawks at this point in time. I think this is the easy matchup for the Bucks. If you're a Bucks fan, this is the one matchup that you probably were hoping for. And the reason I say that is because they don't have an answer for Giannis. They, no. they, they don't. And then the key to the series to me is Lopez. If he's knocking down open shots, it's going to bring Capella out the paint. And if Capella's out the paint, then Giannis is going to, Giannis is going to be able to. What if Capella plays Giannis though? I mean, do you want Capella defending way out, out on the perimeter? I mean, you see what they did with Brooklyn and how they approached it. They let uh, him go ahead all day at three pointers and then, they would go ahead and, and play off about 10 feet, which sometimes would be to the disadvantage because it would allow Giannis to go ahead and get that running start, start on his drives. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, the thing about like, – I've always felt like Giannis and even Ben Simmons, they're most effective when their teams are getting stops. So with Milwaukee, they always have Giannis as the help guy. You know, He rarely was guarding the best player. And if Joe Harris or KD or somebody missed – now you turn those rebounds into personal fast breaks. And so the reason I think that it would be a tough matchup for Atlanta is because they also have some pretty good defenders that they can throw at Trey Young. And if they're missing jump shots, then those turn into Giannis one-on-one breaks where he's getting a full head of steam. And can you really count on Kevin Herter to bail you out each and every time? 
No, I mean, I mean, well, well, he had a Kevin, but somebody too. else to step up from it. Yeah, not necessarily Kevin Herter, but you know. Well, I felt like that was on Doc. I mean, you you kept putting a smaller guy on him, and even though they would play good defense, he was just shooting over the top of yes. Seth Curry. Bogdan is hurt. You know he. That's a killer. He's, he's been dealing with the knee issues. So, you know, if you got a guy like Solomon Hill starting, that means Giannis is going to be... They could sure use DeAndre Hutter right about now. Yeah. But, yeah, if Giannis is guarding Solomon Hill, then he's definitely going to be out there playing free safety and just mucking up things for the Hawks. And then uh, I could see them daring him to shoot. And, and even with with Giannis... And everybody was talking about he's taking too many threes, which I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because he's keeping the defense honest. Well, you he'll, mean we, it's he'll a, make it's some. a double standard, though. If you talk about Ben Simmons and then you talk about Giannis in that same point of view, I mean, you have to. Giannis is shooting, whether you like it or not. He's shooting. Yeah, well, you never question Giannis's effort, and yeah. Giannis is. You know, he's, yeah, some people don't like him when he shoots. But one thing I, I looked at, like Charles Barkley, this was back in the early 90s, before the NBA went three-point crazy, used to shoot three threes per game and make like 28% of them. But like Kenny Smith said in the episode, he could make some. <laughs> so you still had to respect the fact that he was gonna he was going to make them. Jason Kidd was never a good three point shooter until you late. realize it was too late till you're like, whoa, he's top five. But he kept you honest because even if he even if he uh you know didn't shoot a high percentage, he still may have went, you know, two for six yeah. or, or or two for seven. But sometimes the ones that he made were timely. I felt like in game seven Giannis made a timely three. I guess he's not hurting you enough at the free throw line yet. That's uh, something I think a lot of people need to go ahead and realize. He's not hurt. He's not Ben Simmons level. No, I, I mean, mean he's, he's, about, he's about 50%. But I think for him, because he gets there so many times that he can't catch a rhythm. And I think it's also different if you're getting fouled because you're being aggressive or you're getting fouled because the team is literally picking on you. <laughs> so I think that's a lot different. But I mean, Giannis shoots his air balls. He he shoots his bricks from the free throw line. But I think the biggest difference between him and a guy like Ben Simmons is you can never question Giannis's aggressiveness and how hard he plays. And so I think for the Hawks, that's going to be a, a tough matchup. Then I feel like, you know, guys like Drew Holiday, who struggled all playoffs, finally got it going in game seven in the fourth quarter. He may have it going. I mean, he's a, a great defender himself. And then, yeah, I just think they'll be able to throw guys like P.J. Tucker to to beat up Trey and then Drew Holiday, kind of wear him down. And then once you wear him down, it kind of makes it difficult for the Hawks' offense. And then, like I said about Capella, if Capella's not able to to be in the paint and they, you know, he's off the court because Lopez is spreading the floor, that takes away a live threat for, for Trey Young. And that's a big – it's a huge play in Atlanta's playbook. Uh, your final prediction then, uh, like I said, I think it's going to be Milwaukee in seven. I think it's going to be a little bit tougher matchup, but your final prediction, my friend, I got bucks in five. Oh, very easy for them. Indeed. So could be very well a Milwaukee Phoenix matchup, maybe trending towards that, but we'll wait and see. 
But before we don't end count on, the Clippers like, out yet, don't 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 count them okay. out. Well, yeah, we like you said, it's been they've been 0-2 before, so they know I what they, they were, need to do. Yeah, I thought absolutely. they were done in round one. We well, we, if, <laughs> we counted them out after that. Well, if 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 Paul George becomes playoff P again, you never know. You never yeah. know. I mean, yeah, absolutely, he could be. Uh, he could take the missed free throws to heart and and become very determined at this point to go ahead and change the course of the playoffs as we know it. So hopefully we will keep an eye on that as we speak here at the Lakers Fast Break. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. My last movie that I saw in the theaters was The Last Skywalker. I know, condolences to me. Wow, man. Right. I, I just had talked about that and I completely forgot that I saw that movie. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that it doesn't speak great things about it, I suppose. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But before we head on out, my friend. You've got a ton of things along with appearances on other podcasts. You said you got the live show coming up during the draft that people need to check out when that happens. But your goal, 100 videos on prospects for the NBA Draft Junkies by then. Everything you want to talk about, the floor is now yours. What's she up to? And will you actually get any sleep in the next couple months? Yeah, I will. I uh, just got to manage my time and figure out how to okay try get to all eat, this please. done settle off do, I, do I have to send yeah. reminders to you yeah I, i'll figure out a way to eat it's just a matter of am i eating healthy <laughs> or, <laughs> that's or, a yes or right. pizza so but yeah i mean i have the locked on nba draft podcast it's every monday and thursday which i have to record something tonight so i can have it up in the morning still got a thing with dash but that's i, I don't know how much with everything that I have going on, I don't know if that's actually beneficial for me. Then I got my my YouTube channel, NBA Draft Junkie. So I got 90 videos. I got to try to put up 90 videos in the next 37 days. I should have another video or two tonight. Uh, it'll be the second half of the, the mock lottery. So it'll be picks 6 through 14. And then I'm going to have some player prospects. So for the guys that are first-round picks, I do like the – the voiceovers and the breakdowns, but the guys who I think are more so second round picks, then I'll just kind of, you know, have like the different graphics explaining what I like. Um, and that's about it. So got to update the site and, uh, you know, so I can have all my latest information, the latest videos and my latest mock up there, but it's, it's a pretty busy time. It's a, a pretty busy time for you indeed, but my friend, I wish you continued success. It is Rafael Barlow from NBA draft junkies. Follow him on YouTube. Follow his page, NBADraftChunkies.com, and, of course, his awesome podcast, Mondays and Thursdays, correct? Yep, and I, I, I need you on sometime next week. You got me, man. You just tell right. me. You know, I've been waiting. I hope you got a chance to see my mock draft that's already right now available on Lakerholics.com, PopCultureCosmos.com, and also the Hoopheads Podcast Network. I got the I, notification, I, but it was late. Uh, it was yeah, like well, late central time, and then I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Well, but like I, I you, at it. I was changing all teams, so yeah, <laughs> I had to re. I had to literally just redo my whole page. Yeah, it's It's just mock draft 1.0. It's again, we're going to be doing this and shifting all over the place. But Raphael, you love to have you back on. It's always coming. 
on in the near future talking the NBA draft and also NBA basketball as well. We might get you on before the finals or during the finals to talk about yeah. that. So yeah, see that matchup. So, yeah, there you go. Not the finals matchup we were expecting, but should be a good finals matchup nonetheless. It is my good friend, Mr. Rafael Barlow. I cannot thank you enough as always. Please, everyone out there that's listening to this, check him out as far as all the stuff that he's doing. Check out all of his appearances at Barlow 500 and at NBA Draft Junkies. At Barlow 500 is probably the, the one I think of the two that you need to check out a little bit more because yeah. he updates everything on there. All of his appearances, all the stuff that he's working on, all the stuff that he's taking care of right there for the NBA Draft. So it is at Barlow 500 and at NBA Draft Junkies on Twitter. My friend, I just wish you continued success. I'll be talking to you soon, and I look forward to having you on very soon right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.